footy and frothies. Round one of 2022 is in the book. Staggy, Gump and Barney with you as always. Our thoughts with Ollie, who's been struck by the virus finally. Him and his old man Pat. We hope they're on the mend and hopefully seeing him next week uh, happy and healthy. Uh, what's going on, boys, before we bring in our other guest? Uh, not a lot. I just know that I'm not going to talk about trial form anymore. Might talk about individual players out of trials, but not with teams. Teams being good or not any good. And I don't ever know that round one's going to tell us that either. So maybe we just take it on face value and they were good games and teams won and teams lost. And let's just see how it sorts itself out in the next four or five weeks before we start making too many more bold predictions. No, that's cool. Um, it's all we're good for, for about no, that's three that's all months. we do. We just make yeah. stuff up. Come, well, come on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll, I, and I'll do the same. I'll probably get stuck into teams tonight again. But anyway. We've got to talk about something for two hours. That's true. I really enjoyed round one. Um, considering it was round one, there were some pretty impressive performances. If, if every team's going to get better moving forward, then we're looking forward to a pretty good season of football, I would imagine. Good to see you back on your feet there, mate. A bit yep, of a health scare. Yeah, a bit of a health scare. We'll be right. Nothing a few tablets won't fix and lay off the beers for a couple of weeks, unfortunately. So it's footy, footy frothies and Fanta from now on. Yeah, good. It, so. yeah, nice. Uh, speaking of Fanta, uh, we're joined by our special <laughs> guest, uh, uh, one of the Gumps family, uh, who can't partake in a frothy for, what, another two months, is it? Count? Nah, 10, 15 days. 15 days. Who's counting? Uh, so, Cal, yeah, you're joining us to take Ollie's seat and uh, just chat some footy with us. Give us a bit of your background if you your love of the NRL. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. I'm an avid Tiger supporter, just like Daggy, but um, not a happy one, that's for sure. Are there any? No. <laughs> after, oh, after the weekend, though. But we'll that's get to right. that. Yeah, but nah, I love a bit of footy. I also love the AFL, but, you know, a super coach player as well. Big big fan for that, so yeah. Beauty. Yeah, favourite favorite Tigers player? And uh, how did you start following the Tigers? Oh, favourite player... Uh, I'd have to say, well, Benji at first, but right now probably Dane Laurie. And um, I don't really know. I guess Robbie Farrow and those sort of blokes when they were going all right was the start of the Tigers' love. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to start somewhere. Uh, Barney, any other questions? You usually do this. Uh, do, yeah, do you ever play footy as a younger fellow? No, never, never. Never actually played the game? Never, Just ever played footy. Loved it from afar? Yeah. Yeah, right. And... Uh, you don't f- follow in the dad's footsteps with who he supports, and no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> plenty of bust ups each weekend yeah. at, at home. Yeah, um, well, Tigers normally beat Bulldogs, but not last year. So, um, <laughs> nah, not following the Bulldogs. I probably should have realistically, but is what it is. So, no, all good. Um, so, any questions? No. Let's get into it though. Just jump in whenever you feel the need. Uh, we'll just kick off with some news. Not a lot to go around at the moment. That's not already been widely reported, apart from uh, the NRLW will be expanded to 10 teams by 2024, and then apparently they'll start looking at full-time contracts, whatever that all means. Uh, good luck to the women's game. I know you're a big fan. Oh, I don't dislike it. I just don't watch it. <laughs> like, it's get, I watched it the other day, and it was torrential rain in Wollongong, yeah. and I... I actually messaged Cal and said, "Have a look at this," and it was you couldn't even see the players. So, <laughs> look, they're getting they're getting better, and they will. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll improve as they become more professional and and whatnot. And it might become. I just think they've got to be able to support themselves if they're on full time contracts. I'd agree with that, and yeah. not be supplemented by 
the men's game or the kids' game if they want to be yeah, if, full if time. Television, if television rights are eighty percent of the contract, well, they've got to be drawing correct. The same that, deals, that's yeah. yeah. And let's be honest, then well, in the near future, they're not going to be the seven thirty Friday night game, are they, on Channel Nine? So, no. Nah. No, definitely not. It could only be a good thing that they're going to expand. They obviously need to get the comp out somewhere near 14 to 20 games before they can even really realistically look at it being a, a full-time occupation for the women. But it's um, it can only be a good thing that future generations may be able to take up a full-time contract and live as a professional footballer. So. Yeah, it's good luck to them in the pathways. And we know you even look at the success of the Penrith team last year and they're Lots of kids come from Mount Druitt in those areas. You know, yeah. if that's a if that's a pathway for girls from lower socioeconomic areas or, or non-affluent areas to to have a crack and make a good living, then you know, good luck to them. More power to them if they can do that and give them another pathway and another option in their life. Like yeah. that's can yeah, only be a good thing. End of the day, yes, that's right. Uh, and the other main thing from the weekend or from today is that Stuart Ayres apparently has overruled the. SCG Trust and Arthur Beetson will have a stadium named a uh, grandstand named after him. So, again, whatever that all means. Any comments? Oh, well, he's an immortal of the game. It shouldn't matter where he comes from. If, you know, he played 99% of his games in New South Wales and the reason they weren't going to do it because he played one origin game for Queensland, please. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So, Stuart Ayres is... You know, he's a politician, but he's finally probably made a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> they were due. Uh, signing news. There's some mail around, nothing confirmed yet, that Tarek Sims is on the way to Melbourne, or he's been courted by Melbourne, uh, and uh, Marty Tapao could be on the way to North Queensland sooner rather than later. Uh, probably a good fit for both teams that are looking to, you know, strengthen their forward both. packs. So. Well, I've heard a big rumour today... It's not reported that Jason Taumalolo is in talks with South. Hmm. Um, South will have to shed some players in terms to, to get Taumalolo there. And they're also saying that the all-black winger Caleb Clark, the big fella, will, may be at South as well, which means that I think the source is probably under pressure there. <laughs> yeah. And they're also maybe saying that Mark Nichols can go early. If Taumalolo comes because he's already signed in another couple of blokes, I think they're looking to get rid of. Okay, would they have money? Because well, they I, haven't, I like thought they've they got rid of Reynolds. Trouble. Well, maybe so I don't know how because they've already got rid of it. They got rid of Reynolds. They got rid of um, Sua. Sua, and, and they haven't Gagai. signed any. And Gago, and haven't signed anyone. Is it? No. Shouldn't that be nearly two and a half? Should something cap? there, you would imagine. But they would have upgraded. Walker, I'd imagine. Walker you know, and Murray Luttrell and Luttrell, Luttrell and blokes money. like that. So yeah. I I thought that they were in cap trouble without signing anybody else. Yeah. So, look, I don't know how true it is just doing the rounds at the moment that no. that's what's going on. But Well, let's be honest. He's, it seems like it's pretty obvious he's on the outer Cowboys. Yeah, it has so. been for a good 12 months. Yeah. Um, but if you've got to shed two or three blokes to get him into your forward pack, I'm not sure that's the best option for your club. But. Well... Not long term, is it? No. Uh, Corey Harawira Naira has re signed to 2025 with Canberra. And the other news of the day is that uh, Tuolungi signed to Manly for three years from next year. So happy days with uh, for Tigers fans again. No, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's finally got a bit of, bit of strike on both edges and he's gone. Uh, apparently, he was offered two years by the Tigers and took the three years at Manly. So, any thoughts? Back to Luke Garner, I guess. I don't know. 
Oh, he played good on the weekend, Tablaggy. I liked him. But clearly Tigers have other plans, so I'm filthy about that. Interesting, they are. We'll lose Luciano too as well, so we'll just have nothing. Yeah, Papi coming, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah another, so another strike for the Tigers retention scheme. Judiciary news, which ties into the injury news, uh, which is a bit embarrassing. Jake Granville fined $1,000, and once again, Trent Lorio fined $1,000 for another cannonball. So only uh, only could have taken ended Luciano's season, but thousand uh, dollar fine. Uh, we might. Oh, any thoughts on that, Bar? Oh, it was the absolute definition of the cannonball. And if they're not going to get rid of it out of the game, you're going to see a lot of blokes missing a lot of time out of stupid defensive um, decisions to dive in at blokes' legs when they can't do anything else. I hate it, mate. That's well, it's actually pointless, Barney. I agree. It's actually pointless, and it's. I'm not going to say it's gutless because they're not gutless, but these blokes don't, aren't even looking at them. Yeah. So they can't even see them coming yeah. to know, and they couldn't protect themselves anyway because someone's pinning their arms. Yeah, two blokes, one bloke on each arm, uh, and he's like, coming at the knee. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they need to do it at all, and if you're going to do it, just grab them. Don't, there should be no force. Yeah. If you need to get them onto the ground, that's okay, but there's no force. You yeah. can't have any force, just grab them, and once you Pull grab the their legs, legs yeah. and put their legs together, they'll fall over yeah. with the two blokes up top. They, but the, the two, it's not the, the two from the last two weeks, easily, it's actually surprising, and uh, Luciano's quote today is saying his knee's been clicking all week, but it's actually surprising they didn't do any damage. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a miracle well, it's more good luck than good, yeah. good judgment. That they haven't. Because the Tigers could have been without Hastings and Lelu all year. And there's, there's $1,700 in fines to the... What did, what, where do they go? The NRL Christmas party or I'll something? I'll tell you. If Jack Hetherington or Latrell did it, there wouldn't be a fine. Hmm. Jack Hetherington got sin bin for being offside. Yeah. From breaking from a scrum early. Like, I'll get to that later, but please. That's a disgusting look. And, yeah, it can only end well. Uh, only end badly. So, <laughs> they need to get rid of it out of the game. It's... Yeah, it had my blood boiling at one point over um, the weekend. Oh, like I'm all for protecting the head, but if like there's got to be serious kids. This is as bad, if not worse, as any high shot. And to more to the point, intentional. Well, what, it's not even reckless; it's intentional. Well, well, what's your view then on Jaden Campbell's? We're on Sean Russell. Like, Should have been a sin bin. Should have been eight point try. Like, Beyond that, but but that said, I did think Dylan Brown's last year was worse. Well, so that's what's been compared to. But. Um, but if you can have the definition, the Billy Slater rule, isn't that the to the word the definition of the rule? Well, correct. Now, is but that what, said, what was he supposed? To, is there what is Jaden Campbell did careless? Absolutely. Yes. Well, then blokes get like suspended for a careless high tackle, tackle right? Yes. Yeah. A careless. They What's don't a great careless, reckless borderline reckless. So yeah. that's what I mean. So they yeah. they don't mean to a high shot. A bloke ducks into it or whatever, and we see mm. blokes get a week or two weeks. Yeah. Right. Jaden Campbell didn't mean it. He said he apologised and whatnot, but he's still a careless action that's caused the bloke to miss more than half the season. Yeah. Punctured his lung. It's a serious Could have injury. Could the bloke. Right? Let's be honest. Yeah. So, and, I, and people are saying, what's he supposed to do? And I get it. What is he supposed to do? Yeah. But not leave with your knees. Yeah. Your knees shouldn't hit him. I agree. So, in terms of that, his coach has got to understand that he doesn't go with his knees and not drop him because he he hasn't tried to stop him. This, this might sound worse than I probably I, mean. I don't know. Should they allow shoulder charges behind the defensive line? The He's never going to shoulder charge. No, but like the, position, like the Rapana anyway. shot's probably safer in a try-saving situation well, 100%. than leading yeah, from knees. Legs. 100%. Yeah. Throwing your body at someone from that point of view, 
I know, I know the shoulder charge is no good, but that's much safer. But he was never going to even, like, I know at the end he got pretty close to stopping him, but... Yeah. He was never going to stop him. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And, and look, all, look, I don't think he's a malicious player. He doesn't seem like it. He's a little bloke. It was, he's, he just hasn't been playing long and he's thrown his body yeah. on the line. So I'm not having a go at him or no. what he did. I'm having a go at the processes of the NRL in terms of saying what's the charge. It's the same as the cannonball. Do they want these things in the game? Or do they not want them in the game? Because a thousand dollar fine for a cannonball is not going to stop it. Yeah. No. And not charging Jaden Campbell is not going to stop a bloke doing it this week to another bloke. You mentioned and so on it, and so you, forth. You mentioned if it was doesn't um, stop. If it had it been Latrell or Hetherington, what if it had have happened to Tom Trevojevic? Do you reckon it would have been up in arms then? That would have been. I bet you that person would have got suspended. Yeah. Yeah, and think this so. is inconsistency, and then some of the stuff we saw Angus Crichton, and even having suspended for last year, has not, like that Crichton crusher I've mentioned before, didn't like was a nothing incident of a bloke slipping downwards in a tackle. What did he get? Three weeks, I think, at the time, uh, and you got blokes <laughs> both leading with your knees and trying to cripple blokes that don't get anything, and that's yeah, that that well to skip to it. That's my slap of the week in that um, that. The judiciary is so inconsistent, it's as bad as the bunker, which I'm sure you'll get to oh. later on when we get there. Uh, any thoughts on that, Cal? Um, yeah, just obviously, just, it's just rubbish to see people. Like, the, the, the legs things are worse for me when you duck in the back of the legs. It's just it's just not needed. Lindsay Collins the other week, and was it Loyero this week, the Brandon Smith fake uh, with a dodgy hairline. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just, just no need. Like, just, it's ACL bound. It's, yeah, it's just not good. And, there needs to be harsher punishment, like you said. Like, Jaden Campbell not getting anything is just absurd, so, yeah. Well, not even, like, easy. at least give him a $1,000 fine or something and make it yeah. look like you've tried. Or something, like, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Campbell one's probably a bit 50-50 realistically because at the end of the day, he just tried to throw his body on the line. I'm happy with a fine there, but for them to um, say, even a week, we can't but do that. the fact that Liero doesn't get more than, oh. uh, he should have got at least two to four, you would yeah. imagine, for something like that. Yeah, definitely. You, you've got to be realistically, just wipe him out for a month and make a point and get it out of the game. That's what they did last time, and then it stopped for however many years, and now it's back. But a bloke well. this week will get two weeks for it. Get, mark my words, yeah. that in round two, some player... We'll do a cannonball, and they'll get two weeks. And how it'll be? It'll be the, it'll be a nothing. Ca- it'll be just him picking up a leg. It'll be him not charging. You know, he'll walk in Correct. and pick up a leg. Uh, and this is where they go the wrong extreme because I'd be all for that cannonball either going to the bin or being off. I, I'd be fine for that, but it, I'd be happy with the bin, at least in that situation. And then, uh, and then you do that. But like I said, where the inconsistency will be is it'll happen for the most uh, indescript one. And then they'll be outraged that they're going too far. So they just don't have any. I don't There's know no middle ground with them. The balance. They yeah. go right. magic round, like magic round last year, <laughs> or they go nothing. Exactly. There's no. There's no middle ground with it. And and then just uh, without warning, drop it anyway. A week, two weeks after magic round, just, <laughs> yeah. just disappears again. Anyway, injury news. How much fun's this? <laughs> Sean Russell is going to miss a large chunk of the season with a punctured lung and broken ribs. As a result of that shot, which uh, again, you know, magnifies what we were just talking about. Moses Leota, eight to ten weeks with his shoulder, which is unfortunate there. New Zealand have copped a few. Sean Johnson, four to six. Uh, DWZ and Valera, both about a month. So their stocks are in a little bit of trouble. Uh, and Melbourne, obviously, losing Christian Walsh and the che- or for the season. The Cheese for five weeks with a broken hand. That's both big, both big outs. Jennings as well. And George Jennings. Huge uh, out Christian Welsh. Yeah, yeah massive. For massive. them. 
Massive Given out. what they've already lost. Yeah. Massive out. Definitely. And um, the ever-reliable Josh Hodgson will miss this week through a knee injury. And at this stage, Schneider with a, a positive rat test. He's been the only one so far we've heard of. So any thoughts on any of that? Christian Walsh, like you said. Sean Johnson, I feel bad for him. Actually didn't have the worst game in the weekend. He played pretty well. Yeah, yeah he, I thought yeah. Warriors, we, I really liked him back there. They didn't really have a halfback last year that did the job, but I was excited to see him back and gutted for him, actually. Really like watching him, so. Yeah, about a year he'll have his usual eight weeks on the sideline this year, so. That's yeah, well, he's got half of them out of the way early. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> With Walsh back this week, too, but. Yes. Uh, so we get to review. Any other news, boys, you want to touch on? Not Top from me. Let's get into the first game then. So the, the season kicked off 28-6. Penrith beating the Seagulls in a very, very impressive display. Most people have said it's the performance of the weekend. What did the stats say, Mark? Yeah, it was five tries to one. Three out of five conversions for Penrith. One out of one for Manly. Uh, we had one one penalty for both teams. Uh, sorry, one out of one penalty goals for Penrith. Eight, 86% completion played 82%. 39 out of 45 sets played 29 out of 35. 302 post-contact metres plus and 700 plus run metres for the Penrith side. Six line breaks to one. 44 tackle busts to 26. 12 offloads to six. One force dropout to two. The only thing Manly won pretty much the entire night, I think. Oh, and the <laughs> tackle count with 384 tackles compared to Penrith's 337. Uh, two ruck infringements from Penrith, five by Manly. Zero inside the 10 to Penrith and two to Manly. Seven penalties conceded to four, four errors to eight. Uh, Isaiah Yeo with 38 tackles, Jake with 56 tackles, Edwards with 344 running metres, and Tommy Turbo with 157 running metres. Gump, you can open a batting on this. Well, well, there's two things I want to say before I start. I said I didn't know Penrith could go back-to-back because they couldn't play that style for a third year. Well, if that's any indication, they can. Play it. It was just again death by a thousand cuts. Clear he didn't play. They put a ki- they put a kid in there that it's his best first grade game he's ever played. Sean O'Sullivan kicked to corners, and the line speed of Penrith is just amazing. Yeah, they, for the whole eighty minutes, and every player on the team for Penrith whacks in defence. They all tackle hard. They all run hard, and the second thing is that I'm convinced that. I've never seen a more or a side that's been relying on one player than Manly. If Turbo is stopped or nullified, then they've got not much else. I know Barney said that he was concerned about their outside backs. <laughs> they've got big concerns, big concerns with yeah. their outside backs, with, with the centres and, and the wingers. I don't like putting shit on blokes. Jason Saab actually looks scared when he's going into contact. Um, he doesn't. Yeah, so he did last year. He doesn't so like being he's tackled at all. Nothing for them as running out of their own and twenty or anything. To him all and night. they yeah, kick to him all night. So look, it's transmission normal. And I put I texted a few people and said after twenty minutes it was back to normal transition transmission for Penrith. They'll be very hard to beat. <laughs> like if they can play at that level for the the season, then they'll be very very hard to beat. Um, I know we get to our Daggy M later in the year, but there wasn't a better player in the comp than Isaiah Yo. He was unbelievable for Penrith. Um, he's just a couple three years ago, Isaiah Yo was just a player yeah, in the comp. Now 
you'd have to put him in the one of the the top five for the most influential players that, in the just competition. Just when he started taking control of that game, that you just see the top, like it was pretty close for the first what 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Just when he started really hitting the line and putting people in the right spot, some of those plays were. Just the timing was when he knew he knows when to run, he knows when not to, and bends a line every time for a bloke that doesn't look yeah, that scary. Let's be honest, compared yeah, yeah. to some of his mates. Even when he backs into the line, yeah. he's pushing blokes but he off. Just he was. Uh, I thought he was amazing on the weekend. I, I know oh, absolutely. Yeah, he'd be getting my three daggy M's after <laughs> at the end of this. A yeah. uh, couple of stats I missed. Uh, the top missed tackles was Crichton made eleven, missed four, and Olakatau with he missed six out of his twenty-eight tackles that he made. And top supercoach scorers were Appy on 91 points, Kickout with 87. Then you had six other Penrith players before you get down to Ethan Bullymore on 62 points. Yeah, God bless that try. First uh, draft picks for for draft teams with Tommy Turbo. They'd they probably <laughs> be headaches. regretting their first yeah. draft pick. But they'll, again, they're flat track bullies. They'll get their points. And he, at he'll some get 120 time. when they play. The Bulldogs and the Cowboys and the Tigers and that he'll get, get that this week. It's going to be a very interesting uh, live lesson we're going to learn because we're in a draft with no captain. Just what actual, you know, when yeah. you're doubling his points, all of a sudden, how, how valuable is he compared to a, a full roster? Uh, I know it doesn't help Classic where you've got to pay for him for the double points. But, yes. uh, Cal, quickly, any thoughts from you before I go to Barn and... Oh, well, just how good with Penrith. I thought Sean O'Sullivan was just excellent. Like, his kicking, the tactics of Jason Saab, they got it all right, to be honest. The forward pack, the outside, just, it was a complete performance. And Manly, they just had nothing, really. Like like people said, they just rely on Tommy too much, and it's just, there's no other creative spark. Like, I, their centres are, Parker and Parker and Harper are just terrible. That cooler, I don't know if he's ready yet, but he should probably be playing a bit of strike. Like, well, yeah, they're just... We won't see him for a while now. Walker's back, and... They just, yeah. I think they just wanted to give a hype player a run. And, and I, actually, the other reason is I don't think they've got any other talent. No, yeah. They, they fall away real quick yeah. when you take out even the players they've lost. Uh, you know, beyond that, you're looking at, you, you go on to Blacktown players quite yeah. quickly. Uh, you may have the floor now, David. Oh, mate, couldn't have asked for a better start of the season, realistically. That first 15 minutes... When Manly was still in the game, was ridiculously good. The the way the the thing that I just love was these massive forwards just screaming into each other. Like yeah. both teams had good speed in defence to start the game, but these big boys were running over the top of each other through the line, passing before the line. It was a ridiculously good start to the year. I was just sitting there stunned, to be honest, for the first fifteen twenty minutes. And then Manly just fell away quite dramatically, and Penrith just kept going, and they did not stop for eighty minutes. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that sat there after that 80 minutes and went, holy shit, Benrum's yeah. <laughs> yeah, come yeah. back just as good as they left yeah. off last year. Probably better. They played better yeah. than what oh, they played th- in the finals players, at the end of last year. There's two players so. I thought, uh, yeah, they, they were okay last year um, at times, Brilliant and Crichton, but that, I thought Stephen Crichton was tremendous. Yeah, he was. Good, really absolutely. outstanding. Good uh, and I thought Appy had his best game, I reckon, in since early last year. He was, he, I thought Appy he was, was great. Everything he did was yeah. right. He was he just was. on song and... Back in the last year, I know he had injuries and whatever, and he had a bit of trauma going on. Uh, but he, if he plays at that all year, they they are even more dangerous than last year. Well, Barney's right. They they hadn't played that well since Origin last year. Yeah, like they played it. They played well enough to win the comp, but they didn't play at that level since yeah. Origin last year. Well, we mentioned the two disallowed tries. Obviously, the first one, the rule's pretty cut and dry. You could have. Could have given them the try, really, because um, I don't think it affected the, the defensive line that much. But the rules are cut and dry, so that's fair enough. I can't agree with that second call at all. Um, Luai was going 
nowhere, Tuo actually stepped back inside him and ran the same angle that Tommy was running, and Tommy couldn't stop him. So, um, yeah, I should have thought that should have been a try, but. Um, well, he beat five blokes. Yeah. yeah. How's that an abstraction yeah. if you beat five blokes? Yeah. After, you've done it. And this is a problem with, with these sort of slowdown things. They only pick out one play of a, of a two-minute sequence. Yeah. You know, there were, oh, there we were four other blokes yeah. that could have tackled him. Yeah. Yeah, Manly's middle got pretty tired after 20 minutes and they tried to sort of compress their defence to, um, to stop Penrith's roll through the middle. And then, as you mentioned, Yo got involved and the ball started – they started getting some – Good crisp ball out to the centres, and they had a field day. Young Targo and Crichton were just running around blokes and like throwing flick out, passes. And like they didn't have a bad player. Like the rest of it was, fun. was really, really good. Martin, Martin, Martin was good too. Martin, they were all. Liam Martin was fantastic. Yeah. The way he was running that ball in that first half, he was flying. Poor Kieran Four, and he'll have sore shoulders <laughs> for the rest of the season trying to stop him. And if he keeps doing that all year, he dead set will be in the 17 for New South Wales. Or if not, just outside it, because that was tremendous what he was doing. Yeah. And the second half was just a shutout. Manly were gone. They they didn't Too even tired, look yeah. like putting up a fight in nah. the second half. And Penrith just sort of even backed off. Realistically, they didn't slow down, but they did. They weren't pulling them apart like they were in the first mm. half. So you got you actually have to give even we mentioned earlier with the kicking to Saab all night. They're quite good at. What they do is identify sort of two simple tactics and they just hammer it. They go, right, we're going to kick to him or not, and they get it right. And and obviously when Cleary's here, it helps. But um, they do it a lot. They do it a lot, whether it's that or whether they against teams like Para, just get him behind them and turn them around, turn them around. They just they know what they're going to do and they stick to it. And it's almost like footy's not a hard game sometimes. Yeah, the only ones from Manly that really had any impact were probably Bullymore and Jake, and that was only in defence. They were hitting yeah. quite well in defence. Um, Bullymore got a sneaky try just before halftime. But nobody else really impacted on me. I thought that they had more than an average game. They're probably all below average, realistically. And I then, yeah, Penrith were just supreme. Yeah, Bullymore's a, a showed he's a genuine starting first grade second row. Beyond that, look, at the end of the day, people were quite critical of DC and Turbo. What do you want them to do? DC's kicking off his 20 metre line half the game. Right. And yeah. um, what's, what was Turbo supposed to do? Uh, but uh, outstanding... Yeah, full point, full credit to Penrith and easily the performance of the round. Daggy M's, if we've got nothing more to add, will no. be, uh, well, three points yo, it seems like we all agree on that. How are we going after that? I was looking to, well, my, the others in the mix, I had uh, Appy, Crichton, Fish, uh, or Sullivan. I had O'Sullivan for two points. Mm-hmm. Um, two try assists, ten runs, three tackle busts, three line break assists. And his kicking game was brilliant. Um, I don't think Penrith would have been able to set up the way they did for the majority of the night without his kicking game. Um, it's not as long as Cleary, but it was pretty much as accurate and yeah. got them where they needed. So. Yeah, 100%. And I had um, Targo as one. Like, how's that for the young kid to come in? And he was he was cracking jokes at different parts of this game, just running over people. Um, seven tackle busts, a try. Seven tackle busts in nine runs as well and made 29 tackles. And he hits hard for a young, you know. It's only a little fella and out in the centres. He's, 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 he's not a big body. No. He hits hard. Dumpy. But yeah. I looked, one. the only one I might have thrown in was Dylan Edwards. Oh, we you didn't know, mention he, him. He's run 350 <laughs> me, run <laughs> metres for the game. Yeah. Um, and it's it's unfashionable. Dylan Edwards doesn't play yeah. like a typical fullback now yeah. where he chimes into the back line and, and throws ball and that. But... 350 metres is 350 metres. Like, and was safe. <laughs> and, you know, someone else didn't have to run them. Yeah. So yeah. he'd be the oh, only yeah. other one, but I don't have any disagreements with what Barney said for, for his um, oh. choices there. I maybe would have had Crichton for one point. Yes. But 
you know, him and Tago, both good centres. So, I mean, they, they both played well. But All right, we'll go three, yo, two to O'Sullivan and... Oh. Yeah, it'd be Appy, Crichton or Targo, yeah, I would really imagine, seen. for the one. Let's go They'd Crichton. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Why don't you give the young bloke? Oh, one point. <laughs> give it to Crichton. Crichton. He'll finish on one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, I think he'll get more than one this year. But yeah, I dare say he uh, will get more than one. They'll, they'll have the biggest problem all year in that uh, they'll be needing to share their points around quite a bit, I suspect. Uh, we get to the Friday night game. The first one was the Raiders, 24, defeating... The Sharks nineteen in the last in the well, Sharks stole a defeat out of the draws of victory. Barney, what the stats say is you just had a nervous twitch then. You're right. You're <laughs> no, just tried on my cable and oh. tried to pull my headphones off. Mm. Um, what do we have? We had twenty four to nineteen, four tries to three, four out of four conversions played three out of three, and a field goal for uh, young Matty Moylan. Seventy <laughs> percent. <There it> was seventy <laughs> cent completion for the Raiders and sixty seven percent for the Sharks. 29 out of 41 sets, played 23 out of 34. Three line breaks to four. 44 tackle busts to 29. 23 offloads to 12. One force dropout for Canberra, zero 40-20s. One ruck infringement against Canberra and one inside the 10 against the Sharks. Five penalties conceded to seven. 13 errors to 12. Starling with 38 tackles. Finnegan with 45. Whiten with 148 metres. Ikevalu with 160. Uh, Whiten missed three tackles and made 19. And Ramian missed six and made 13. Uh, Supercoach Teague Wilton with 85, Hudson Young with 80, and Braley and Whiten uh, both on 73 points. Keep going. Yeah, well, mate. Both teams at the start of this game were pretty soft through the middle, I thought. Um, there was a lot of metres being made by both forward packs um, just sort of rolling up the field, which led to end-to-end footy, which was pretty exciting to watch. But um, there was the defence in the middle definitely wasn't a um, priority for either team at the start of this one. Canberra just got on a roll and the Sharks just couldn't stop their momentum at all in that first half. Um, Whiten got involved, which was good to see. Uh, the young kid just sort of took a back seat, but he was good enough um, in Schneider at, uh, in the halves there. I thought he did a decent job just to sort of get the team around when he was needed. He had some decent touches and most of the time he just gave the ball early and out wide. Uh, Papali'i and... Tuppany absolutely carved the Sharks up through the middle there at the start of this game. And then they came on in the second half and sort of wrestled back a bit of momentum once the Sharks got on the front foot as well. So I thought they were pretty instrumental in um, Canberra getting away with this game, as was Whiten, um, probably the best player on the field. Uh, actually had some really nice touches for a change. So threw a couple of nice passes where he normally just sort of digs into the line, but passed a bit earlier than normal. Um, what can you say? The Sharks' errors just killed them in this game they just every time they seemed to get into good position there was two twice when Katoa was going to go down probably run close to the length of the field and just drop the cold when, when the ball hits him on the chest um, and it was pretty fitting realistically that at the end of the night Ramian tackles a bloke early gets hit in the head with the ball and that gives away pretty much the last chance that the Sharks had of winning the game so they sort of killed themselves I think both teams will be better moving forward and both teams were probably they look like maybe teams from 10th up to maybe 7th or something, and I think they'll both improve. So it's probably not the worst signs for both teams, but, yeah. Gumpy. Yeah, I agree with Barney. Errors killed Cronulla. I think um, Barney said 67% completions. I know Canberra wasn't much better, but the you can't win giving away that much footy. They didn't handle the ruck in the first half, didn't control the ruck. Canberra got a roll on. They playing the ball quick. 
Um, look, I don't mind him as a player, but I reckon the Sharks have got some, some defensive concerns with Ramian. I know that Barney mentioned 13 tackles and six misses. I reckon he'll be in the stats every week yeah, for misses. Possibly. And he just defensively, I don't know whether it's reading, communication or whatever with him, but he just, even you said at the end there, he mistimes things and I don't know. He seems really good on the cover defence. He made a couple of actual good try savers coming across, but one-on-one, face-to-face, they just seem to get around him. Yeah, so, so. there's some yeah, there's some issues with Ramian. I don't know whether Mulatalo's a centre. Either. Definitely not a defensive I, centre. I, think, I sure. think they've probably got to bite the bullet and play Mulatalo on the wing. And put Akilvalu maybe in Or the Connor Tracy yeah. if, Connor he, if he's fit, fit yeah. in the centres and Mulatalo onto the wing. I don't know that it solves a problem for them in the centres. He's a winger, he's a finisher. I think if they're going to try and make him a centre, they need to give him some time because um, obviously it's the hardest place on the field to defend. Um, it, but he didn't look real good in defence. No. I just think, to it, does it cut into his strength of he's like a bit of a top of bringing the ball out. Like yeah, true. That yeah, kind of a winner. He's now he's in the in, line. In and terms of that, yeah. he, so he's not doing that role. I don't know whether you're strengthening the centre yep. or the centre position and putting a winger in there. Like Ikevalu's a good winger, but is he offering you what Mulatalo offers you on the wing? Probably not. Yeah. So maybe Ikevalu cool. try him in the centres. I don't know, but I look. I'd have Mulatalo in the team. I said last week yeah. that I thought he was a really good player. player. Yeah. So you know, they've got to find a spot for him. But I don't know where the centres the spot. Any thoughts, Ken? Yeah, I was really keen for Mulatalo this year. Actually, he makes really good meters at the back line. I love him on the wing, but when he's in the centres, I'm not sure. And I'm not the biggest fan of Ikevalu. I won't lie. After that <laughs> horror finals performance last year, <laughs> but um. I was impressed, really, with Nico Hines' second half. thought he was really good. I was filthy when they were making errors because I was hoping for more points. <laughs> but, no, nah, he played really good. Took the line on, create plays, hit up the back rowers. Really liked Nico. Loved his game. But, yeah, He'll Sharkies. Yeah. I, I thought they probably should have won. So, Where's their forward? Like, we've talked. I've said it a few times. So this is now a forward back that's been, apart from Finucane, uh, mm-hmm. has been together for, what, three years now? Yeah, thereabouts. Like, yeah, absolutely. They just are who they are. Like, isn't that... Well, are. you look they're, at they're the like and um, Ueli and Rudolph had some really good carries with the ball, mm. but they've got too many mistakes in them, yeah. and they miss yeah, too many tackles. And one on one tackles, they just, they just fall off. One on one tackles. They're doing this against um, Canberra. Like McInnes will only help when he does finally get back in, yeah. for the, in the defensive structures, anyway. But Seems like they're rushing him now. For <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether in talking about their forwards, whether they've got that middle that's got that footwork. Yeah. Like, like even the better front rowers, like your Fisher Harris's mm. and your Payne Hassan yeah. and whatnot, they can beat a man. They've, they've got some footwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Cronulla blokes, they're just big bodies and they run straight and they run hard. Yeah. But there's no variation or no deviation no. in terms of, of footwork. Definitely. The defense, got a little bit, but he's a bit smaller. And, yeah, but yeah. The, the really big guys, yeah, yeah their no, movements are a little bit of a, a worry. But yeah, and. Without the st- real strike on the edge, they've got Nakora who runs some good lines, but again, they don't have a big body in the back row either. They had Wilton, they had 
Nakora. And if Wade Graham comes back, they don't have a big body in the back row either. Yeah, you got Talakai maybe at some point. But, but, um, but at the moment, yeah. in, in their setup, no, no. they don't yeah. have Agree. a big um, edge player. Frank Rampelli yeah. probably should get some time. He's someone who does have a bit of footwork. Yeah. Um, bit young, he's got a few errors in him, but yeah, he'd be looking forward to him coming in at some point. But what do you make of it, Daggy? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm, maybe I'm overcritical of the Sharks pack, but I felt like they got owned more than um, in the first half at least. Absolutely, more in the first than half, yeah. uh, more than anything else, and that set the platform. But they still should have won the game and did look good for the last 15. If they hold the ball, they win the game. End yeah. of day is probably yeah. if what we're sitting and saying. Uh, Nico chimed in with those nice runs. He loves obviously loves that sweet play, and it's going to be their play. Yep. Uh, so if they get that right, this obviously it works. Uh, beyond that, White was yeah his best game in two years. If he's going to th- at least he. Um, he either ran the ball, he passed. He didn't try and pass late in the line. He didn't try and do yeah, anything. He didn't run around in circles. He didn't yeah. fart ass yeah. around. So, yeah. And he threw some lovely early ball and, uh, and paid off. Uh, what else do you want to say? Nico, yeah. uh, Chance was good. I was just thinking through. Ford pack was good. Um, Hudson Young and uh, Howard and I do what they do. They're going to do that every week. You know you're going to get. Starling yeah. made a bit of an impression when when I think they'll be better for well, it. I thought they were team, better. Yeah. Well, in a team that we've talked about their pace... Extensively, oh, yeah, 100%. he adds a, he adds something different that a lot of teams don't have. Braley was also pretty good on the other side as the mm. hooker for the Sharks, but um, yeah, I had Whiten with three points, Hudson Young I gave the two, and um, Papa Lee was my one point in this game. But yeah, yeah I, I don't have any. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Any, that. No, I yeah. wouldn't throw anyone in. Other than that, Tuppany was probably no. the only other one that I was throwing up, but him and no, fine. him and Papa Lee give or take much either the same. One. Yeah. Brisbane 11 beat the Bunnies 4. Go on, Barn, and um, yeah, yeah well, tell us the stats. Will do. Um, so 11 points to 4, 2 tries to 1, 1 out of 2 conversions for the Broncos, 0 out of 1 for South. And a field goal for Capewell. <laughs> didn't expect that, <laughs> did we? He, he fucking did. He didn't miss it. He hit it well. And a missed penalty goal for South. 83% completion by the Broncos, 66% for Souths. 35 out of 42 sets played 30 out of 45. Two line breaks apiece. 24 tackle busts to the Broncos, 19 to Souths. 12 offloads to 9. Zero force dropouts and zero 40-20s. Four ruck infringements to 1. Five penalties conceded by the Broncos, 7 by Souths. 14 errors apiece. Turpin with 52 tackles. Murray with 46. Carrigan with 190 metres. And Alex Johnson with 147. Staggs missed two tackles, made 10. Ilias missed five and made 18. Hass with 91 supercoach points. Capewell with 70. And Mansell with 67. The sauce. Love the sauce. Sauce. Your side. Oh, God. He's <laughs> dead set average for three quarters oh. of the game. I don't know oh. how he got close Let's to get 67 him in draft points. But he's, he's, oh, he's been dropped this weekend. That's where supercoach <laughs> kills you. Like, the sauce got 67 points. And you have someone like... Yeah, tackle Matt, bust, line Matt break, Burton, and a try. Who I thought went all right. Points. Got 30 points. Yeah. I'd have sauce in draft if he played more. <laughs> if he was on the wing, I'd dead set have him. He... He, he scores did, tries. He mate. looks stupid yeah. at times in this game. <laughs> Dead set, but they won't. Once House just owned here, they're yeah. completely they just owned. Just looking through the run meters for Brisbane, like they got hammered yeah. across the Absolutely. field. The Ford smashed with Carrigan and um, Hass in that yeah. first half. Haggle, they right. just were they? ran a tram line straight through the middle of yeah. South, and uh, they're outstanding. It allowed their halves to look decent. Uh, but you know, any it comes back to you know. Imagine what people whinge about DCE. Imagine what he would have done in this game if <laughs> on the this back Ford of pack. But Broncos. Yeah. The point is that you know they had space and time. They didn't do a great deal. Obviously, they scored two tries, but yeah. they looked okay. Uh, Stags didn't do a lot. I thought he had a quiet game, but I was just super. I think 
the, my biggest takeaway was um, how poor South were, and one team's getting Adam Reynolds next week, and the other's not. So, <laughs> what, what's going to improve here for South? Cam married to work his ring off. Um, so did Arrow defense actually. Defense in Arrow, but yeah. um, again, a little bit like Manly. What's what's going to change out of this? I know Latrell comes back, and mm-hmm. yeah, they'll they'll beat up a couple of shit teams, and maybe a good team or two, but. A lot of work to do. It'll make um, a massive difference on that sweet and, and play. Putting John, um, and putting Johnson back on the wing. It'll take a help, bit of pressure off Cody because Cody was running around like a headless chook. He was on both sides of the field. He was just trying to be the the bloke to do everything, and you know he didn't have any, not a lot of support at all. And uh, and I just want to wrap uh, Pat Carrigan. You sort of touched him, but I thought that was always back to what he was two years ago. He was out since he was outstanding there. Uh, he, he will keep churning those out every week, and you keep churning them out every week. He'll play Origin and um, do a good job at it. And I, I wish I'd kept him in my Supercoach team, which I didn't. Anyway. Jumpy. The errors killed South. They, they made more errors than Cronulla. Yep. Like, seriously, yeah. they did. And I'm concerned, again, like some other teams, I don't know where their forwards, like where... Yeah, Totola and Nichols. Like, I just think that they're going to... Like, they've got Murray and they've got Arrow that are their marquee forwards, yeah. that are their big-name forwards. The other blokes do a job. The good teams really are going to go over the top of them in the middle, mm. and they don't have Reynolds' kicking game to save them either. If they're only making 30 metres, yeah. they're not getting a 60-metre kick from Reynolds at the end of the set to help them. So I think, Absolutely. as you said, they're not getting Reynolds in their team this week. Yeah, Like, the kid did a decent job, Ilias, so he can only do what he can do behind a pack of forwards that, that were dominated. Um, I'm, I'm going to start on the bunker. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Albert Kelly for the intercept try was five metres offside. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the bunker and you in the could line. see it. Yeah. Why, why is the bunker not looking at that? What are they looking at there yeah. to see whether that's a try or well, not? Because to be, yeah. Stevie Wonder could have seen that he was five metres offside. Like, I'd take that intercept if I was five metres yeah. offside. I mightn't have the pace to score like yeah. Albert <laughs> Kelly did. They'd run me down pretty quick. But... What are they looking at? Yeah. In in the bunker, like, they've got one job to see whether that was a try or not. Now, 99% of people that watch rugby league that watch that would say he was five metres offside. Yeah. Like, you guys are saying, yep, yeah, so you obviously agree. Absolutely. I was so bad it was that, funny. That one Brisbane the game. It was two tries it to did. one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He broke yeah. South's back. They were on the, on, um, the Broncos' were on line. on their line yeah. there. If he's... If that's a penalty for being offside and South either kick for goal or take a tap, the momentum of the game changes. Like, in every game this weekend, I notice the ref and the bunker. I don't want to notice them. Yep. Yeah. When Absolutely. I'm watching, I don't want to notice them. And in every game, there were glaring errors. We mentioned the Penrith game. In every game. they On the weekend, how many blokes do you think didn't touch the ball with their foot when they played the ball? Oh yeah, my! That really killed. That that was. There were painful. three penalties for that over the round. There would have been a thousand play the balls where the foot didn't touch the ball, and they've picked three. Yeah, I hate that. It would have happened in games that they were picking those three out of. Do well, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. so at what yeah. point of the game are they doing that to change momentum? Mm. Like, I just don't get it. But it, look, don't start me. Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane were, were good. But Souths were terrible. Yeah. So, look, Brisbane played the Bulldogs this week. Let's see how they go. Like, Bulldogs weren't great, but at least they might 
hold the ball and let's just see if, if South were that bad or Brisbane were that... Like, they were tenacious, Brisbane. They tackled, you know... I think Kevy probably got out of the game what he wanted to get out of it, two points. Mm. But I don't know that they've solved any issues moving forward. I, I think, yeah, Kevy would come in that game going, like, shit, it's South's first up, we better just do our best. I think they will open up and be better once they get... If, if Payne has gets hurt, I, oh, I done. don't know done. what's going to happen to them, Yeah, to be honest. No, that's fair. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to them. He in their forward, Carrigan was, was good... You take Payne, Payne Hass is their pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's it. 70 yeah. minute Fair pack. Call. Close to it. Yeah. Any Ted? Oh, just the, the Brisbane outside backs, other than Cobo, even the fullback, they were like they were actually pretty average. I think they could have definitely easy one more of that game if Farnworth and Staggs weren't so rubbish that game. I don't even know who was on the other That's wing. Staggs, mate. Farnworth. Farnworth. <laughs> Love Farnworth. him. I don't know if I'm off him yet. Isako was pretty average, Just but they get Tessie New back, which I, I do they like do Tessie New. This week. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with Cobo. Like his, his his meters and his speed are just quality. Yeah, there's glimpses of a really good footballer yeah. in that field. Yeah, yeah, he can play. He's he a good can player. Play. He did a, he did a, give the source a, a good night out. Barn. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty much back and forth for that first 15, 20 minutes again, like a lot of the games this weekend. Um, both teams have got some issues in their defence, in their outside backs, and through the middle at times. Um, yes, yeah, as Gumpy said, South's errors just absolutely killed them. Uh, killed off them pretty much every time they were in good attacking ball. They just seemed to drop it or kick it out or whatever they did to turn the ball over to Brisbane. Um, yeah, you've got massive concerns about South's uh, big men in the middle. If they're not going to, if they're not going to have anyone run over 100 metres apart from their uh, the Arrow and Murray, they may as well put Arrow and Murray in the middle and just tell them to do that up the middle and then find someone else to do the work on the outside edges. But because, um, but they'll never even last year, they'll never a big meter team, it was always right. the which is when Penrith owned them. And well, that's what and the, the, as we mentioned, the, the kicking game with um, you know, when when you're halfback and get your 50 or 60 meters and turn the turn the ball mm. over on the opposition line, that makes a big difference. Um, South's looked at unfit at times as well, they look gassed, um, for a lot of this game. It just didn't seem to be able to put more than about 10 minutes of high-tempo footy together. They can only get better, but so is everyone else. So <laughs> where, did, where did they end up? I had them probably finishing around seventh at the moment. I'm yeah. obviously not going to change anything at the moment, but they're in danger of missing the eight, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's tricky because like, I almost want to pen them now, but like you can't. Like If, if no, I'm going to sit here and say you can't pen Roosters, I can't sit here and say you can't pen South, can you? So. No, absolutely um, not. Um, there wasn't a lot of sparkling attack out of either team, but um, there was some good attitude in from both teams in defence and attack, and they both tried their asses off. But Brisbane were, I thought, clearly the better team in attack by the end of this game, and they probably should have won by more. But. Three points, Haas. Two points, Carrigan. I had one. You can do your best after that. Cobo, Walters. I had Haas, Capewell, and oh, Capewell, either yeah. Kelly or Arrow. But Capewell, well, I'd give Capewell two. He brought a calmness to, to Brisbane, yeah. even and he's covered field a field goal he and whatnot. The calmness that leadership. he brought to the team, the leadership, which is what they've lacked. Yeah. You go back and watch it as well. There was two or three times where South were going to break the middle open and he was the guy that was coming yeah. across and cutting legs off people like to I, stop it from happening. I, I think we, we didn't really talk about Capewell as a signing of the year when we spoke about signings, but you know he's, he's coming out of a premiership winning system. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be that 
I shouldn't say that Hass is their forward pack because Capel's a member of their forward pack. So I shouldn't have said Hass because they do have Capel there. He might turn out to be just what they need, the leader that they need you know what for these get young blokes. Because yeah, yeah, the average age is still 21 or something. For these pack. young blokes. So definitely. Like, and I think he's in a position... Even Carrigan's only 23, is Well, that's what I mean. They're all young blokes. Ricky would be 21. Yeah. yeah. So he's, does he's he provide that? He's yeah, in a position in this team where he can start the work to do the work someone like Yo does. He can start ball playing in the middle of the field rather than trying to play short passes out on the edges. He can actually come back into the middle and start running a bit of their attack as well. So. All right, we'll go two to Cape or one to Carrigan now. Stuff south. That's fine. Yeah, I'd agree. Roosters 6, Knights 20 at the SCG. Barney stats, and then you can uh, give Ollie. your stats here. Ollie. Oh, now, we'll <laughs> follow the record. We'll get this out of the way now. Uh, Ollie did tip the Knights 13 plus and had $50 on it. And so $40 in the punting disaster the class. Punting yes. disaster class, which we'll get to in the preview show. So he has <laughs> well and truly owned us. Well done, Ollie. Going out in the high as you travel in the next world. One try out of the Roosters, four to the Knights. Zero out of one conversions, played two out of four, and a penalty, one out of one penalty goals for the Roosters. Uh, we had 66% completion for the Roosters, 76% for the Knights. 26 out of 39 sets, played 32 out of 42. Zero line breaks for the Roosters to seven from Newcastle. 13 tackle blasts, played 35. Five offloads to 12. Two force dropouts from both teams, zero 40-20s. 392 tackles made by the Roosters, 329 made by Newcastle. One ruck infringement by Newcastle, one inside the 10 by the Roosters. Seven penalties conceded from both teams. 12 errors played 11. A sin bin for the Knights. Watson with 53 tackles. Randall with 50. Manu with 172 running metres. And Gay Guy with 200. Uh, Billy Smith missed five tackles, made 10. Walker missed five and made 14. And Clune missed four and made 17. How, David Harvey, David Warren Harvey, how Anthony. do you, um, <laughs> who's he, uh, how do you correlate a team where your tip wouldn't win a game this year mm. being as dominant as they were against a team we three of us tipped to win the comp? Well, I did mention that they, I didn't think they'd get smacked a lot of times just because of how strong their forward pack was, and their forward pack was even better than I thought it was going to be in this game. Their forward pack absolutely dominated a Roosters forward pack. Um, not full of stars anymore, but there's some really good top-tier players in that forward pack, and they got bent back and proverbially, <laughs> proverbially bent over by this <laughs> Newcastle team. Um, they were fantastic. Frizzell, Clemmer, um, Jacob Siafidi, Barnett, uh, Fitz, even Fitzgibbon looked like he a superstar in this game. And they just ran roughshod over the Roosters pack. Um, Radley was probably their best player until he knocked himself out on <laughs> old mate's shoulder in that first 15, 20 minutes, uh, just with strong defence. And he actually probably looked like the only ball player they had for the entire match while he was out there. Um, the Roosters' ball playing was woeful. Um, yeah. Their whole attack seemed to be one pass, two pass, run on a 45-degree angle and get tackled. Yeah, That was basically all I saw out of the Roosters the entire night. It was either hit it straight up through the middle or pass and run at 45 degrees until you get tackled. I did not see much else out of the Roosters. Yeah, was it was at the end of the day, mate, it's easy to say in hindsight, but perhaps it was a bit arrogant to not play any of these blokes in trials and then expect well, them to stump up. I was just about to say, did yeah. the Roosters treat it as a bit of a trial, thinking they were playing the Knights and yeah. you, know, you, you turn worry, up and you play 50% and you win? Yeah. Because a lot of their stars weren't cited in the trials. Yeah. 
So was it sort of a trial in yeah. the sense of, of, yeah, we think we'll win anyway yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, in terms of that, but yeah. Yeah, so do we just pen it as such or do we I think you, you probably won't want to get a real good read on the Roosters till probably round five or six, um, just going off that performance because that was nowhere near what we know that they can do. Um, if they're not getting back up to where they were last year by the rounds four and five, then there's definitely concerns. Yeah. Concerns over the halves. Uh, so they're both running yeah. halves. Yeah. They Will they work it out? Does one have to be more dominant? I think Walker has to go to seven and Kiri has to go to six. Well, Kiri was, just seems yeah. to thrive on more time, whereas Walker sort of is he, an he opportunist where he, he kicks and passes first and then if an opportunity presents yeah. itself, he can run. Whether Whereas Kiri needs to run into the line to set up his men on his outside. I don't know if someone's pulled rank there or something, but I sort of felt the same because well, obviously Walker did it for all of last year. He did yeah. it fine. So maybe they've overthought that. Come. Oh, look, I wouldn't pen them. Again, they were another side that made too many errors. All of the Roosters' tries, uh, Knights' tries came from errors. Like Tedesco let a ball bounce and dropped it. Yeah. Warrior Hargreaves put a short ball to Takiyo and they just let it sit on the ground and Clifford just strolled through. The other try was from an error as well. Um, Gagai was really good. Um, awesome. Probably yeah. the best club game of footy he's played for a long time. <laughs> he, he played like he had a Queensland jersey on. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be penning the Roosters on on that performance. Let's see how they go this week against Manly. I mm. think I think that's a good barometer this week. Yeah. Yeah. Both teams were ordinary last week and won't want to go zero and two. So I think you'll get to see a little bit about what both teams are about this week um, in terms of of moving forward. I'm actually glad I didn't watch the game live. I taped it and watched it later <laughs> because it was a, the races were on. Mm. So I'm sort of glad I could fast forward through bits. Like <laughs> oh, people will get, will get to a game later and people will say it was the worst game of the round. I thought that the, that it was the worst game of the round because le- it wasn't close even. Yeah. yeah. Like at least the game There's we're going to talk ever. about as the worst game of the round later. It's at least close. it was close. It, it, yeah. You watched it because it was close. That was not close. The Roosters weren't really in the game. I'm concerned that they've got the two small bodies in the one side. I think that they'll probably work in attack, but Kiri and Walker, they're going to have... Crichton and Tupanua are going to have to do a lot of defensive work to to cover them in defence, and they don't have the Morrises there out wide that were the best two defenders in the backs going around that were out there as well to sort of lend a hand. They've got like Billy Smith and Manu, who's a a very good player, but has got an error in him. And like Billy Smith's only played a handful of games. If Billy Smith doesn't play, you've got Sawali, who's a kid, that's going to be playing out there. So, look, does it blunt their attack? Well, I th- on the edges, having these blokes having to make extra tackles. Oh, absolutely, it you, does. You yeah. made the exact point I was going to make is that Tupanua this year, I think I said it last week, is is going to be badly exposed because he he's not a workhorse defensive. That's not a type of player. Back rower, um, he's a try scoring back rower, but he's he's going to be run off his feet a lot, covering as you said, covering these blokes. Uh, he might not see the he might end up off the bench the way they're going. I think Takio ends up, well, should he be starting this pack too? But that's a, a different story. And um, I thought Jared just looked a bit slow and old and 
average, but he's done. The whole team looked pretty slow, yeah. realistically, in this game. They the were, Knights uh, made them look slow. They were slow. underdone. That's why I'm yeah. thinking: is it was it a trial? I think, you, I think you're they, right. They looked like a racehorse that was a a runaway. Yeah, yeah, that no, were being prepped right. for later in the season. So I, I don't know, but it looked like that they were underdone. Yep. So and add cow. No, I was going to bring up the halves. I'm just not not convinced on Walker Kiri combo. I just I don't think there's a lot of kicking in that. I don't think there's a lot of game management in there. Like, obviously, I, l- I really like Kiri, but not sure on the combo. And yeah. Just, yeah, that I'm not sure on Tupanua. I'm not convinced. Never have been. He's a bit like Ola Kawatu, but a bit more of a cat, I'd say. I can't imagine changing the combo. But what's the, um, you know, the, you, you, we might be getting closer to Teddy moving to six. Dom Young as well happening. for Knights. Very good. Uh, he was just about to mention him, actually. Um, he showed glimpses last year. This is probably his best performance in the NRL by a fair way. Um, Love Dom Young. And if you can build on that. Yeah, he's a big body out there. He's got something to offer. So, Three points to Gay Guy. Yes. Well, I never thought there'd be a day <laughs> <laughs> where I would be agreeing with Gay Guy three <laughs> points in a club uh, game. He was tremendous. He pulled him apart so many times. He ripped him apart. Yeah. Every time he touched the ball, he looked like he was going to run past something. Like we said, if the Knights were to win, Ponga would get three points. Well, well Ponga won't get nothing. Really. He won't get a point. Nope. I had two Frizzell, one Clifford, but I'm happy I to be... I had it the other way around. I'm happy but to be over... Either way for those, but yeah, they like were Clifford. the best three Clifford players good, on the yeah. field. Go, go Clifford we'll go two the, and... Yeah. Frizz one. Frizz one. And we kicked off... Or well, the next game was the Dragons 28, Warriors 16, Barney. Yeah, so we had three tries to five, two out of three conversions, played three out of five, one out of one penalty goals for the Dragons. 69% completion by the uh, the Warriors and 78% by the Dragons. 37 out of 39, uh, 27 out of 39 sets, 32 out of 41 sets for the Dragons. 140 plus post-contact metres for St. George, four line breaks to six, 23 tackle busts played 35, nine offloads to four. A forced dropout from both teams, 0-40-20s. 359 tackles by the Warriors, played 257 by the Dragons. Two ruck infringements to three. Eight penalties conceded by the Warriors, four by the Dragons. 12 errors to nine. Aitken made 40 tackles. McCulloch with 25. Fanua Blake with 151 run metres. And Ravalawa with 173. Sean Johnson missed five tackles, made 17. Woods missed two and made 10. Uh, Supercoach points, Ravalawa with 119, top score for the weekend. Curran with 81 and Sloan with 78. Cal, what did you make of this game? I love this game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Tyrell Sloan was very good in attack. The try assist, his ability to play the cutout ball to the Rav. Yeah, he, he looked really good, Sloan. Uh, Dragons started off unbelievable and then they sort of crumbled. The Warriors sort of made a charge, but... The Dragons finish off nice. The outside backs, how good are they? Lomax and Ravalawa. And, uh, yeah, I really like the Dragons in this one. I didn't mind the Warriors as well. When they get Walsh back, I think they'll be handy. So, but Sean Johnson out's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, There's um, that'll be the biggest concern for them now. Uh, Gumpy? Yeah, I thought it was a good game too. Like, the Warriors, and you know my view on the Warriors, I won't pick them any week. For 30 minutes, they were really, really good. Yep. And they were probably the better team for that 30-minute period, but... For the other time, they don't they don't go stinky off. They just go. They just exist. Vanilla off. Yeah, yeah. It's just fall off just one here and there. Yeah. Sort of around. And yeah, it's it's really hard to put your finger on. But they've always been like it. They show so good glimpses, regardless but regardless of who's the coach, the playing personnel, they they've always seemed to be a bit 
the same. Um, yeah, the, the Dragons were good. Um, Terrell Sloan, he's going to be a player, or he is a player, but he's going to be... <laughs> a good player. A, a, really, a really good player. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he'll grow a bit too and, and get a bit bigger and, and whatnot, but like St George had just got the, those workers and your blokes like your birds and debellins and, and blokes like that do their job. Um, I'm still a little bit concerned with their size against some of the, the bigger, more mobile teams yeah. in terms of that. Look, the Warriors will win games. And again, Barn, I think that St George will be that like 10 to 17. I think Warriors will probably finish a bit below below that. Um, look, the Dragons didn't make many errors. The typical Anthony Griffin coach team. Um, yeah, solid just, performance. They, yeah. they were solid. They did the basics right. You know, a good barometer for them this week's playing Penrith. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll get into that when we, yeah. we preview yeah. matches, but I think you've got to get a line through teams when they're playing better opposition. And because this is the thing, actually, we've said a few times, oh, these, these uh, forwards won't match up to whoever, but end of the day... Eight weeks out of ten, they're matching up to each other. So yeah, exactly. gonna, like, well, that's right. If these play the South Pack, are they just aren't they just the same pack? Well, like, I agree. More or less. Probably better. They yeah. probably get over the top of the South so, Pack. So, for example, just uh, for example, so yeah. we're we're really talking about your Penriths, your Melbournes, uh, and those sort of packs more than a, every team in the comp's going to be spanking the Fords. But well, the best forward on the field was Fanua Blake, yes. who's not a St George player, bigger body, yeah. mobile, and he was the best forward on the field. Yeah. Yeah, he's, in yeah, that game, yeah. and and Agreed. a standout. Agree, agree. I was concerned actually I, with him in defence. Pretty lazy. I know there was one of the tries where he just he's just gambling back. Like I'd liked him in attack, but in defence, I think he's a bit lazy. He's just sort of not. You get that with your bigger bodies. Yeah. They do gas not very out. They, um, As yeah. a captain, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, oh, look, I agree. He just it, like he was just wandering back, and they scored, and it's like he didn't really. He's like acting like he couldn't do much, but I don't know. He's good in attack, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's one you talked about earlier. He's got footwork. He's got a short pass if he needs it, and that sort of thing. That he, um, that he's we, got some footy in him. Yes, he's yeah, hundred percent. I loved Sloane's touches. I loved uh, one of the, the best ones was his short ball uh, that put. Um, and I've just Jack had Bird, line. Yeah. Jack Bird over the line. I can see him just moving into touch. six. To be honest, four yeah, or five years know. if he loses a little bit of pace, Isn't going that into they all end up there, into six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Oh, mate! First ten minutes, Dragons were absolutely on fire. Um, it's just Pepper and the, the Warriors line, and they probably did well not to cough up three or four tries in that first 10 or 15 minutes. And then, um, as Gumpy mentioned, the Warriors took over, and they were the, by far the better team for the next half an hour or so, uh, 20 minutes into half time and the first 10 minutes in the second half. Dragons were well and truly on the back foot, and I think that coincided with their bigger, their better forwards going off the going field off the for field. that half an hour break. Um, as soon as the Dragons got back on top, they well and truly ran away. Um, they had too much mobility on the edges, which they just seemed to strip the um, the Warriors time and time again. Um, there were a few of their outside backs are very, um, what would you call them, scarecrows in defence, yes. realistically. Yeah. They don't move real well sideways. They just nah. sort of sit there and take up a position in the back line. And um, they got exposed. That that flick pass, flick pass, Ravalawa in the corner was a piece of magic. I absolutely love that try. I think it was Bird onto Lomax onto Ravalawa and into the corner. Um, Ravalawa was the best player on the field, I thought. There was, I know he 
we sort of sit back and go, oh, wingers that score hat tricks, we don't sort of rate them that high. But he had some work to do in every yeah. one of those tries. It wasn't just catch the ball oh, and fall over fi- the he's line. He's a good finisher. And he um, he was jagging back inside blokes, running over the top of people. And it was super impressive. Um, Curran was probably the best in the Warriors team, I thought. Would um, you like to see Curran? And I was just a bit thinking of that when you mentioned it. Would you like to see, I'd like to see him in a better side. Yeah. Absolutely. I think yeah, he's that always he around would be next level yep. in a better team. 100%. Yep. Josh Curran, yeah. like, put him in a top eight side, and yeah. I think he, he'd be next level. How, yeah, how, good would you be, like, how good would he be at Melbourne, for example? Well, that's right. He'd be unbelievable. He'd be in a state tackle. Um, he'd be playing New South Wales. Inside ball from Melbourne. Johnson that put him away, and he's got good footwork. He's got good pace for a, for a forward. Um, yeah, as I said, he doesn't miss many tackles and he's pretty physically, considering he's a smaller forward, yeah. he's pretty physical when he does get into contact. So what I Penrith it, Jr. What I call him last year, the Wolverine. Yes, the Wolverine, yes, he did. Yeah. At least Akatoa, another good player too with Curran. I really like Katoa. Runs a good hole, so I think he's one he to watch out for He had one of his better sure. games in this, uh, in this game, yeah. And at the back end of last year, yeah. he was sort of starting to peak as well. So. If he's getting those 70-minute games, he's one to watch out for. He's a, yeah. he's a good player. Good, good enough. Well, they game. rated him higher than Papa Lee. That's why they let Papa Lee go to yeah. Parramatta. So he hasn't sort of fulfilled that potential he's yet. He's been he? Yeah, he's, he's been sort of in yeah, and out of the side. Prone. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that... Good the, first outing for Lomax. Absolutely. DeBellin and Sewell were strong for... For the Dragons, Bird I thought was really good. I thought he had a really good performance. Um, the fullback was fantastic, as we mentioned in Sloan. But um, the, yeah, the the, four, the the Warriors didn't have any impact off their their bench. Had zero to you know <laughs> very minimal well, impact when they came on. Dragons didn't have much more, but they did have a little bit more than what um, the Warriors bench offered. So that probably was the difference in um, you know that that getting the. The Dragons getting back on top because the interchange players from the Warriors offered zero, yeah. I thought. So. Three, two, ones. I had Ravalar with three. Josh Curran was, I thought, the second best player in the field. And then you could go Sloan or Bird. Probably Sloan because he had more impact on the game. But Bird put in a really strong performance. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I, I had Sloan too, but uh, happy to go for you. I have no arguments with what you said. So let's go with that. Tigers and Melbourne, 26-16. A much better, at least, 48-minute outing from the Tigers this week. What did the stats say? There was something to be um, to be excited about, I think, if you're a Tigers supporter in this one. 16-26, um, to 26, three tries to five. Zero out of three conversions for the Tigers and three out of five for Melbourne. Two out of two penalty goals for the Tigers and zero out of two for Melbourne. 74% completion played 80% for Melbourne. 26 out of 35 sets played 28 out of 35. Two line breaks to five. 26 tackle busts to 21. 13 offloads from the Tigers, eight to Melbourne. One forced dropout by the Tigers, zero 40 20s. 277 tackles played 312. One ruck infringement to Melbourne and a zero inside the 10s for both teams. That really gets me every week. They're getting zero inside the tens. <laughs> I don't understand how in we're eighty minutes of everybody's football, yeah. offside. Nobody's offside for the entire game. Amazing. Eleven like errors. Kelly wasn't offside. Yeah. <laughs> well, got there last year. Eleven errors to the Tigers. Nine to the Melbourne Storm. Joe Offenhagawi with thirty tackles. Kenny Bromwich with thirty-nine. Laurie with one hundred and seventy-eight run meters. Nelson Asafa Solomona with one hundred and thirty. Simpkins missed four tackles out of twenty-seven that he made, and Hughes missed three out of eighteen. 
Uh, Jerome Hughes with 103 super coach points. Mamalo with 73. And then you had three guys. Um, we, we have Pappy, Liero and Brooks all on 71 points. Are you looking at me? All right. Um, <laughs> it's your team. Get I know. Uh, I know. By the second half of this game, the you know, Jaeger bombs are starting to kick in. But <laughs> I thought Tigers were good for six, nearly sixty minutes. I thought they were in the game for a lot of it. I was very impressed by uh, the energy. They they matched it for a lot of it. I think if che- uh, probably might be a different story if Cheese plays yeah, or stays on the field. Story. Let's not pretend. But um, they were pretty good. It felt a little bit like Brooks overplayed and Hastings didn't touch ball enough, but maybe that's because I, you know, had in my head there was all going to be the Jackson Hastings show this year. Uh, but he was okay. He was serviceable or Brooksy. He's just coming um, into a side as well, Hastings. He's, yeah. you know, he's going to be a little probably bit on the back burner for the first couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think Mamalo's played a bad game since he's come to us, so no, uh, he so. he was good again. And uh, Tualungi and Luciano were both fantastic uh, they were probably our two best players and uh, matched the Melbourne pack. As a result, it meant that Nofer and a few others could do get yards and look good here and there. Uh, for Melbourne, end of the day, Jerome Hughes won in the game. I think if Absolutely. he's not on the field, yeah. they Tigers win. And, and as I said, if Cheese stays on the field, you know, that makes a difference as well. But I think if Mamalo grounds that ball in the whenever it was, the 60th minute, I think we win the game. Comeback was they straightened up. Papenhausen and Hughes started running the ball. It turns out they're pretty good players. Who knew? Um, so uh, Melbourne would get better. Melbourne, I think, almost had the trial game penciled in a bit as well. There, Gump, Mike, would you say? But yeah, um, they knew who was. They knew what their personnel was going to be. Yeah, for the first game, and they probably played a few blokes. Pappenhausen's underdone in terms of, you know, he was fifty-fifty to play. So yeah, I, I think that they were probably a bit like the Roosters. They. they Better than the Roosters, obviously. Yeah. But Melbourne are always going to be better because they don't drop the ball. Mm. They don't make mistakes. So they're always in the game. And, you know, I thought the Tigers were good. And there's two yeah. Tigers fans at, at the table. And, you know, the, you've just got to see the Tigers back it up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Now that they have that good performance in them and then they play like busters for two weeks and then they come out and they have another good performance... So even though they were beaten, the performance wasn't that bad. You've, they've, they've got to back it up this week and win. Yeah. And, 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 and that's and, the problem, is that they'll, they'll produce shitbag performances two weeks and then they'll produce a performance like this against, say, Penrith yeah. and lose by They'll lose to the Cowboys. Go, oh, that's right. Wow. By and then yeah. they, like they put in good performances against good teams yeah. and just fall short. Yep. Yeah. And then against the bottom teams, they play like bastards and get beat. So, look, is it... Look, I think their edges are great. I think the, the Tuolangi and, and Leilua on the edges offer them a lot. They've just got to get early ball to them and, and just get them to run hard and have blokes following them. They, they, they were solid in the middle. Like they, they were good across the park. Melbourne just were better. Yep. They had Jerome Hughes, who was just better. Pappy, that was just better. And a couple of other blokes just matched what they had to do in terms of that. But look... You know, and I know I sent you a text, Daggy, to say that the Bulldogs have beat the Tigers, ha, 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 and, and whatever. <laughs> Look, on paper, I think the Tigers are a better team, but if you get them on a, a bad... If week, you get yeah. them on a bad day, you beat them. Yeah. And that's, beat them easy. that's the thing. There's The biggest problem with the Tigers is there's too much of a difference between their worst and their best. Yeah. And it always has been, whereas you look at a team like Melbourne... 
between their best and their worst, there's not much difference. They win. Good teams win ugly at the end of the day. Correct. And the Tigers, when they play ugly, they don't win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's it in a nutshell. But look, they were good, and and it was was a good game um, for round one. So there's some promise there for for the Tigers in in my view moving forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely some promise for Tigers. I was pleased, but you still lose. So I feel like we were definitely in front of the game. You know, you can't say you want to win too much because it was Melbourne. But I feel like it is almost two points lost. But I was pleased. Um, Melbourne always do what they do. Pappy decided he actually wanted to play about 65 minutes in, which helped my super coach, but didn't help my spirits. And Jerome Hughes did as well. Helped my spirits. I went down quicker. Um, I was filthy when cheese went off. I, I was not very happy at that. Straight back to the bar. Yeah. What? But, <laughs> yeah, the, um, Tigers were, they were pretty good. We just need to see that week in, week out, playing nights this week. Hopefully get the job done, but, you know, mm, interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Talk Hopefully some sense to Luggy. I thought it was something. probably one of the more exciting games of the weekend, to be honest. Um, it was competitive for the majority of it. Uh, it's probably one of the best Tigers performances I think I've seen in the last couple of years, to be honest, because um, Tigers are known for floating in and out of games, and I thought they stuck to the task pretty well for the majority of this one. I'd like to see a few of their middle defenders actually put a few a bit more into their hits. They seem to sort of catch and grab in the middle rather than sort of driving the shoulder in. I think if they could sit a few of those big boys on their backside, they might, um, you know, slow down that middle a little bit because Naz and um, Naz and uh, the other fellow that was running through the middle there, Liero, did a bit of damage through the middle and they were sort of, you know, getting caught and held rather than put on their backside. Um, other than that, there, there wasn't a lot of um, negatives for the Tigers. I thought they were quite good. Um, they just seemed to gas out at the end. And you had the class of Hughes who, you know, opportunity knocked. He opened the door and when it didn't knock, he kicked the fucking thing down and just ran through the middle and scored exactly. points. So, um, you know, you're realistically, you're beaten by probably two really special um, individual parts of play rather than, you know, an entire game. Entire game. So. Yeah. You can um, you could probably live with that when your team gets beaten that way. Uh, I thought Naz uh, Nelson was massive yeah. at different parts. Um, it was sort of only for ten or fifteen minutes spurts, but he was uncontrollable at times. Uh, when well, he's, he's going to have to middle. be now that Welsh has gone. Yeah, yeah. and Kamakamika can't play yeah, either, absolutely. so they're thin. So Nelson's going to have to be really good, and you he's going to have to probably play more minutes. Should help but. for them. Yeah. yeah. So moving forward, that's why I think Welsh is a big out. Yeah, they get Jesse back, which should help. But um, there was a few, you know, obviously the injuries didn't help the Storm either. They seemed to sort of get rattled a little bit there for a bit. And um, Tyron Wishart looks like he'd be a, he's going to be a really good utility player somewhere. He may even he's um, a deserve... A, well, he's the 14 this week. Yeah. He may even find himself in a hooker position or a, even a halves position at some other club in the next couple of years. But he's definitely got something about him. He's quick, out, quick off the mark. He's got a pretty good... Um, pretty good passing game to go with it so um, I can see him being somebody over the next few years Kafusi again just did his absolute you know workhorse job that he does and so Minus sort of stop that edge <laughs> yeah <laughs> stop that edge um, from because there was times there where uh, uh, Lelua looked like he was going to bust the game open and he sort of shut it down at different times yeah. and you know it's, it's only a tick for the, the storm storm could have been better but you know they did what they needed to do to get the to get the win realistically. 
Three points to Hughes. You going two, Pappy, or you want to give it to one of the I had two forwards? for Mamalo, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I thought Mamalo was fantastic yeah. on that wing. He had some really strong finishes. Um, didn't step a foot wrong. And then I had Liero with the one point, even with the cannonball. He no, was, fuck him, he's not going to point. The, the stats that he put out in this game, he only played 40-odd minutes, and but he worked his absolute ass off. So. Give it to Luciano instead. Jimmy yeah, the Jet. That's no. fine. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Jimmy gets minus think? points. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, Evan? Uh, I'd probably throw Pappy in for, for a point. I think his impact on the game. Well, one when, the he game he, yeah. he, Two when he decided to... You yeah. know, that it was time to pull the trigger. He pulled the trigger yep. and no, that's fine. We'll was go, effective. We'll go Kenny for two and Pappy for one. Sunday kicked off with uh, plenty of points. Parramatta 32 <laughs> and perhaps a rub of the green or two. Beat the Titans 28. No. What the stats say? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fun. 32 to 28. Five tries apiece. Three out of five conversions for Parramatta. Four out of five for the Titans. Three out of three penalty goals in the second half to Parramatta. Let's get home in this one. 77% completion played 67%. 28 out of 36 sets. 21 out of 31 for the Titans. 110 plus post-contact metres for Parramatta. Four line breaks to five. 31 tackle busts to 33. 10 offloads to three. Three forced dropouts by Parramatta and a 40-20. Uh, 265 tackles played 294. Brown missed, uh, Dylan Brown missed five tackles, made 18. Gutho missed three and made three. And Herbert missed four and made eight. And there was like three different uh, Titans players that all missed four tackles as well. So. Cool, can I guess? Yeah, no. Kelly, Sexton, mm. Sammy. No. <laughs> Never made one, Supercoach points? Did you mention him? Uh, Supercoach points. Moses and Sammy on 89 points. Kelly yeah, with 88. Yeah. And I've missed someone there. I oh, know, the top two were... Moses and Sammy with 89 yeah, and Kelly with 88. All right, Gums at the top of the long run. What do you got to say? If the Titans learn to tackle, they'll make the eight, like I said. They'll win the comp. The defence, in the second half, they defended all right. Mm. Like, the Parramatta didn't they score did. a try in yeah. the second half. They defended really well. They've got points in them. They've <laughs> I wrapped David Fafita last week, and I said he was going to have a big year. Fafita's still got to go and look for the ball a bit. Yeah. They had a big 10 minutes. He, but <laughs> but, but the game plan A has got to be early ball to Fafita. Every Absolutely. time he got early ball, he, he, you cannot stop him one-on-one. They've got to have him one-on-one against defenders, and he's unstoppable. Well, I said it last year. I'd be, I'd be picking games where they think they're going to get a game and just win. And telling David Feeder, you're going in the middle for 60 minutes and you're going to work your ass off and you're going to fucking learn how to <laughs> fucking do this work. Like, they've got... Because you need to do it. That's what I mean. That he's got it. Like, they, they've got points in him. Brimson comes back this week like they played without him. They, they've got to get rid of Patrick Herbert. Yeah. He yeah. cannot yeah. play. After last year, they didn't get rid of He cannot play. They, they've put, what about the All-Star spot? Like, Mars... Superstar. Mars, you... Was in because Corey Thompson was out, and he, he sort of he was, ha- was average. He's lazy. He was average. So that's why he he's not. Lazy. That's why he's not in the side. Yeah. The first two tries, there was no effort from him yep. to stop him. So that's why he's not in the starting seventeen. But they've got to look at at centre for Herbert. Like missed tackles, oh, missed four, made eight. So he's yeah, so he he's he's missed four out of twelve. So and in that position, thirty three percent of his tackles, tries. attempted, he's missed. Yeah. Yeah. 
in terms of that. He wasn't alone for the Titans, but Corey Thompson he do a better job there than he just. Would. He, he's just riddled with errors yeah. in his game. Like it's shit or diamonds with him, but it's more shit. It is like, more that's shit. the it's problem. It's mostly shit. Like yeah. if uh, and. I'm going to go to the bunker again. Yeah. The Parramatta had three captain's challenges. Two of them were dead set wrong. Yeah. When the bloke played the ball, the Parramatta bloke can't put the ball on the Gold Coast bloke's foot. Yes. He it's his onus to play the ball properly. Yeah. And the Gold Coast Titans bloke didn't move his foot, He's didn't kick at up. the ball. He yeah. was getting out of the ruck. So if you want to play the ball that fast like it's Oztag, yeah. then you've got to play it properly. And last year that was called a loose carry 10, ga- ten times out of 10. So Anytime and, you put it on and the, the one before, I forgot the circumstances, but I was there blowing up again ready to throw salsa at the TV <laughs> because it's just... They've got one job. Yeah. Like, any one of us four here could sit in that bunker and get it right. Yeah. So what are they? What is going on in there? Are they drinking a slab or smoking something or something in there? Because what they're seeing is not what I'm seeing, yeah. and it's not in any rugby league law book that I've read. Yeah, it's just it, it, I. That, that's isn't that the biggest frustration? Ultimately, is that. Anyone, anyone in this pub can watch the game and have the same decision. Anyone that watches more than two games a weekend could sit there and go, "No, nah, that's bull- yeah. just get up." Yeah. Play except the ball, for the one bloke, on. except for one bloke in a well, bunker. Yeah. How, how is that possible? Well, I don't know, but you know what? I think that they're trying to make the game too fast. Mm. They're manufacturing game that's too fast. As rugby league fans. Well, as a rugby league fan, I don't want to see it that fast. If I, I don't want to watch Oztag on TV. I want to see collisions. If the play of the ball is a second slower, then I'm happy with it to be a second slower to get it neat in there and to slow it down a little bit to, to do that. I just don't... Like, the Penrith-Manly game at the start was like touch. As it you was, said, it was yeah. like a game of touch. It was that quick. Like, it's good to watch. It's good collision. But there's, but but there's yeah, no way that that can be sustained for 80 minutes. Yeah. That speed. So then you're getting inconsistencies yeah. in in how long players are allowed to lay on players. The set restarts are a nightmare in terms of consistency for set restarts and all of that kind of stuff. But, look, I don't want to... This is the last week I want to go on about it because, you know, no, it is because I'm just going to turn around and say I'm going to expect it to be rubbish. Yeah. And so if it's better, I'm pleasantly surprised. And if it's not, then I'm just going to take it for what it is and move forward. And we've made it. We did make. We do generally make a point once we get into the year that we just give. We don't, we don't bag referees yeah. or try not to. Well, and unless it, it, it costs you the game, the which bunker. you can argue they did. But it's more the bunker that yeah. I've got the problem with at the moment. The refs can't see everything. Mm. They're relying on some help. Yeah, they slow it down so far, like because they go, "Oh, he was dragging his foot back across the ruck." No, he was trying to stand up, but it's that slow. It looks like his foot's well, yeah. that's right. gone towards it's the not, ball. It's, yeah. it's got to be done in normal speed. Right. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the, the... You've talked well about the edges at the Titans, but the parages aren't any better. Uh, I, for some reason, anyone that puts on a winger jersey for Parramatta, it doesn't matter what the name is, has to rush off their wing. Defend it's in the uh, second row. It's just a... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Bread into them. And... Jade Nockenbore should be playing there uh, then. <laughs> they got Wonga Blake this week, so they'll be Wonga fine. Wonga Blake on there, so... 
yeah, well, at least he doesn't have to pass, so it's yeah. one well, problem solved for him. Can't pass. Exactly. The sideline <laughs> won't get much ball, so. Um, he, thinks, he thinks his name's Steeden. <laughs> name's on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, defensive concerns. They look crisp in attack at times. They didn't at times. Uh, Moses had some nice touches. Uh, did. Gutho had some nice touches, actually, too, but neither really massively took control. I thought Gutho was underwhelming, to be he, honest. Oh, he threw one good ball, actually, let's be honest. And Dylan Brown, I can't recall seeing him, to be honest. I know he spent a lot of time in the centres, but he didn't do anything. He, wasn't really look, he doesn't really look for the ball, whether that's a Moses thing, whether that just is what it is, I don't know. Marnie's service was good, as always. Yeah, he was good. Uh, and the only other thing... Oh, the only the other two points I'll make, because you'll elaborate on a lot of the rest we'll talk about... Uh, Sean Lane's going to get a lot of good ball in that team and he'll score a lot of tries. He might be one for super coaches in that general era. I know you're a big fan, Cal. <sighs> You've uh, lost your head. But he'll, he'll score a try every week in that team. Most good weeks. on him. I and, still never um, get him. <laughs> I, I just have a concern that Preston, Cam- uh, Preston Campbell... Jaden. Jaden's going to get smashed out a lot of games. He looked a bit at sea at times there. Um, they like can't have him running the ball back. No. His wingers then, need to come in. But even off. in attack, he did. how many times did he just run up and get the line and go, oh... And stop and stood and just looked at everyone, and he's going to get belted out of some games. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm more worried about him than say Reese Walsh, who seems to handle it a bit better. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, there's only six games in. Um, what do you think, Bar? Oh well, as as you both mentioned, the defense was dramatically exposed, especially for the Titans early um, and through the middle. Parramatta just seemed to make meters at will through the middle of this of the Titans pack early in this game. Um, and then scored, what, was it 12 points in eight minutes or something <laughs> to, to well and truly be in front. The Titans' middle seemed to wake up a little bit. I don't know what got into them, but they, they did actually start putting a bit of pressure back through the middle for Parramatta. They were defending better. They were running the ball a lot stronger. Um, I thought Tino had a, a very strong game, actually, in the middle. And um, our man Mo, when, when he did <laughs> finally get some time on the field, he... He's a super strong front rower. He's one of the better ones going around, to be honest. Um, bit of luck for Parramatta uh, with bounce of the ball early. They just seem everything just seemed to sort of turn up Parramatta's way. Whenever the ball hit the ground, it seemed to bounce back to Parramatta. Um, Russell looked like a decent finisher. Obviously, now we're going to miss him for half the season, but um, with the punctured lung and some broken ribs, which we obviously mentioned earlier. At the start of the show, um, not a big fan of that sliding in with the knees, but unless they completely stop or jump over the bloke, I don't know what you do in that situation. Um, mm. The game ended up going end-to-end for about Slide six... Slide in seal style with your head. <laughs> <laughs> the game went end-to-end there for a good 50, 60 minutes. Like, it was just backwards and forwards. Defence was definitely not an issue. It was, as Gumpy said, it was a game of touch footy for the majority of this game. Um... The second half just sort of petered out. I, I don't know what happened in the second half. It was just sort of pass the ball once, twice and run straight at the bloke in front of you. Well, the, the Titans the got really got back into the game when Paulo and RCG went off. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yes, when they went off the field, that, that's when the Titans caught fire. Then as soon as RCG especially mm-hmm. came back on the field, Parramatta sort of got back onto even ground. Yeah. But I think, again, like like we said with the Warriors, I, and I wouldn't say the Parramatta bench has got nothing, but didn't put up a they lot lost game. some impact yeah. when they went off. Yeah. So both teams need to work on their defence on that right-hand edge. They got exposed pretty badly. Well, all ten tries were down 
right that edges. edge. That edge. Yeah. For both teams. Yep. It's mental. Um, three, two, ones. Yeah, what do we do here, actually? RCG was the best player on the field, I thought. Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Like, the impact that he had. Yeah, okay. And... Look, in, in my view, and I would probably say that, that you'd have to throw Mitch Moses in. He, I yeah. thought he had some, some really good touches and the kicking game was quite good. Yep. And probably Russell because of the hat trick. But or, I, mean, or, or I thought Tino was really good. Yeah, I did think For Tino the Titans, I thought he, he was really good. and Lane and Papa Lee as well Lane probably deserve a played, mention. Yeah, played really well as also. Yep. And Mo, well, honorary mention to Mo. Was good, but uh, I do that every week. Just not enough game time for Mo to figure in the points, Daggy. I don't, get, I don't know why he's not starting playing thirty and then playing the back thirty as well. well I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, who give one to then? Let me see. Barney. What would we have? We had RCG Moses. I'd probably go with Lane or Papa I'm happy Lee. With Lane five tackle busts, a try, yep. a try assist, line break. Okay, we'll go with Sean Lane. Why not? You'll only get one point for the year. Come on, he had a good game. You've got to give him his props when he has yeah, a good I'll, game. I'll give him one point. You'll be done. Dog <laughs> six, one. Cowboys four. Woo-hoo. Yeah, buddy. My notes for this game. We're in the eight. My notes for this game. <laughs> <laughs> COVID <laughs> lockdown now oh. for the rest of the season. <laughs> the eight the eight goes from and the way it is now. And only gets tattoos. We're in. I just wrote vomit emoji for this. Than my notes on this game, but you can tell us some stats. <laughs> one try apiece, zero out of one conversions for the Cowboys, one out of one for the to- uh, the Dogs. 68% completion played 76. 28 out of 41 sets played 32 out of 42. Two line breaks to three, two offloads to four, two forced dropouts by the Cowboys, one by the Dogs. Zero 40-20s, 387 tackles made by the Cowboys, 364 made by Canterbury. One ruck infringement against the Cowboys. Three inside the 10 against the Cowboys. Seven penalties conceded to eight. 12 errors to 11. Uh, and a sin bin for the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert made 47 tackles. Thompson made 45. Felt made 194 metres. And Dufty made 151. Uh, Hiku missed three tackles, made 17. <laughs> and Naden missed four and made six. Gilbert with 76 supercoach points. Dearden with 67. Luke Thompson with 64. It was kind of everything we expected, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, exactly I'd exactly never expected. really expected this game to reach any great heights. Um, both teams struggled pretty badly in attack, to be honest. Um, but the Cowboys struggled in pretty much every position of the field, apart from Gilbert. I, I couldn't really name anybody that played more an, an average or better game. Um, I thought Tom Gilbert was outstanding, actually. Uh, the amount of work he got through, considering he's a fringe player that not many people would have heard of, nah. he was um, he was super strong yeah, was in this good. game. Uh, Nanai went pretty well as well. Tamalolo was okay. He needs to be playing another 15 minutes every week, but that's a different story. Um, Robson made a hell of a lot of tackles. But, um, yeah, their bench was... Disgusting. Um, the dogs were pretty similar. I thought Braden Burns was probably the best in the back lines for the dogs, even though he's um, looking for an acting degree. Uh, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, Carl Felt's just taken Josh Dugan's mantle and run with it. The, Every time the it's green tackled, whistle. He... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Get me the green whistle, Doc. I need the green whistle. <laughs> um, I thought the starting pack for the dogs were pretty average, really. Um, Vaughan and Jackson aside, they worked their backside off. Um, Vaughan looks like he'd be a pretty good inclusion for this Bulldogs uh, front row. 
Thompson and King had really good impact coming off the bench, and I thought they love probably... Love him. I love him. Max King. He was good. Love him. I think they probably... They saved this game for the Bulldogs, to be honest, because there, there was a point where they looked like they were going to fall off the cliff, and Thompson and Max King absolutely dug in the middle and just stopped the go-forward from the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I had three points for Gilbert, two points for Luke Thompson, and one point for Max King. Jumpy, what'd you make of it all? Look, it was... An awful game, and we knew it would be. <laughs> I said it would be 100 all or nil all last week, yeah. so I wasn't far off. Six fours, not far off. <laughs> so it lived up to the preview and lived up to the hype. Mm. Look, as a Bulldogs fan, I'm happy that they conceded four points. I know that the other team probably Absolutely. aren't going to win too many games, but last year the Bulldogs got lapped and had 30 points against them most weeks. So the fact that they conceded four and they dug in and probably won a game that they wouldn't have won in the last three years. No, so they've, they've probably, the, the players that they've added to the team, now I know he didn't do much, someone like Addo Carr, but he's, I was watching him on the field and his talk and his enthusiasm yeah. and he was always at blokes to sort of be in the right place from the wing. Yeah. Even at one point he did a captain's challenge and the ref asked, are you the captain? And he said, yeah, I'm the fucking captain <laughs> or whatever. So... Whether he was a captain or not, I like the fact that he said he was. <laughs> yeah. that, and and the challenge, show, and the challenge was successful yeah. in, in terms of that. Look, I, I like Burton's kicking game. Those high kicks are going to get some benefit out of those. What about that like, real big one? Well, know, that went yeah. about 60 like metres up. Rain. That was ridiculous. It, I think that's why it started raining, because yeah. Burton's <laughs> kick actually brought rain. Um I agree. Burns was really good. I like Naden in, in the back line as well. Um, I think, look, Burton's a work in progress. We know he's a really good player. It'll come together at, at some point with a seven. I, like, I, I still think, don't think Avarillo. Yeah, I, the thing is, yeah, Burton's a work in progress, but I don't think he's going to add many more strings to his bow. He'll just get better at what he does. At what he does. But, and look, I know I agree. Yeah. In terms of that, gonna be look, I thought Jack Etherington was really good mm. um, on the edge. I, I think he's an edge player. He offers him a bit on the edge in terms of he, his pace and he, his footwork. They've got enough middles yes. um, in terms of like they've got Thompson, they've got Vaughan, they've got Arva, they've got other blokes in the middle that, King. that are, and King that are sort of doing a job in in terms of that. The Cowboys, they're awful. They're okay. they're yeah. Awful. I'm, I'm sorry. The try they scored was a, was a good try, and some weeks the hammer probably not called offside and they win that game. Yep. Like another, that's another bunker thing. That yes, he was offside, but I've seen ones like that let go before where their feet aren't on Albert the ground Kelly. and they've and they've they've let it go. Yeah. But they they're not getting anything from some blokes. Yeah. Like and. I know Chad Townsend's won a comp, but to pay eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars for Chad Townsend, I know it's round one, but Bell Holmes another million. Well, that's player. what I mean, and they're, they're no just and offering. Is, they're exposed players. They're not. Nothing. They're not suddenly. What's going to change for either of those two well, that we haven't seen? Nothing. Bell will have a day out, but yeah, he offered nothing. Look, in this game. I think that it's on the nose. I don't think they like the coach. Where there's smoke, oh, there's fire. Awesome, They've said it. Yeah. Um, look, I like. His coaching style, I liked when he came out last yeah, year and absolutely. put a rocket up him. But players now aren't used to that. Yeah. They want to be treated, wrapped in cotton wool and, and looked after and whatnot. And that's probably going to be his downfall, that he's lost the playing group. Yeah. And 
I don't know who they, they bring in, but look, I can't see them winning a game in the first month. And, you know, they had an opportunity to beat the Bulldogs this week, the last week, and and didn't. And, look, I think he's the first coach to go. And Trent Barrett's probably not far behind him in, in terms of that. Like, but I'm happy as a Bulldog supporter, they only conceded four points. But the, the attacks... <laughs> Any dead? Uh, glimpses of the hammer. Just that's all I want to say with the Cowboys. That's all they literally have. Because I'm surprised when Digger made that break, hammer wasn't there. I was a bit filthy because he is so quick. But that's the only real thing the Cowboys have. Like, Dearden and Townsend offer nothing. Hammer has to... He's going to have to pull something out every week because they are not going to score any points without him. But I really like Hammer. Yeah. I think I hope he's in origin again because I love his pace. So. Three, two, one. Gumpy. Daggy M. Look, I think Luke Thompson's probably the best player on the field. His first 10 minutes, I was a bit concerned. He Didn't touch was a it, bit missing, missing in action, but... Um, he shored up the middle, as as Barney said. I'd probably throw Tom Gilbert in, in for, for two. two. If the yep. Cowboys won, I'd give him three. But I don't like the losing team getting three, yep. getting yeah, three yeah, points. Yeah. And I'd probably go one point for um, either Maxi King off the bench or uh, Braden Burns, I thought, was you know was good. Yeah. What do you think, Barney? Well, I've already given mine. So what was Gilbert your one? Overing, I had Gilbert three. And, yep. But I agree with you, uh, Gumpy, actually. You, you can't realistically give the team... Uh, that lost three points unless it's an absolute dominant display. So no, that's cool. You'll right. probably go that way. Let's do that. Thompson because, um, three. I don't want to think about this game anymore. <laughs> Gilbert um, two and King with one. I so think King was outstanding. Okay. So you'll just confirm. Um, yeah, we'll give King one. Thompson three. Yeah, three to Thompson, Big two Max. to Gilbert. Get him in the starting team, Barrett. Get him in. in my super coach team this week. Oh, very quickly speaking, of which touch on Supercoach. So we crowned our lineal champion this week. He won the Battle Royal. It was Nick Big Puppy, the high score for the week. So he takes our title belt. So people play head-to-head against him every week. Whoever holds that at the end of the comp gets to... Uh, How many did he get? Uh, 1,058. Wow. 1,058 points. Uh, so... We won't really dwell too much on Supercoach until we start. Head-to-head starts this week. Is that right, It does Brian? start this week, yes. So, who plays him? I should have probably just looked at Is that. Is that classic? That's yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Yep. Draft. Um, <laughs> the draft. Uh, we'll skip the draft for now. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about that. So, he will play. Funny and Froffy's draft. I got up. I win. I'm happy. I got a win. Yeah, I I'm playing here this week, I think. So, he will be a puppy. will play against Shana this week. So... Uh, just a quick, we won't spend too much as I said, but, you know, the only quick thing I'll ask is, is it panic stations yet with all the injuries and anything you gotta, like that? Realistically, the first probably four, three to four weeks, you want to try and make minimal trades um, yeah, unless 100%. there's somebody that's going to be making massive money that you need to get into your side. It's all about the, the dollars in the first three, oh, four, six, eight weeks even. Yeah. You're just looking for money at this stage of the I, I added, I made one change this week. I... I Put Tomoko from the Raiders in. Yeah, I think you know he'll he'll score solidly. Yeah, he's, he's good. That kind of a player. So I I added him. He this looks week. quite impressive. They're up against the Cowboys. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I, yeah, so I'm thinking this week he might have a day out and you get some value in him. Yeah, I and had a lot of people I, would have had some cheap wingers go down this week. I know yeah. I had three yeah. centre wings all go down to injury and whatnot this week. So. 
all the um all the ones that Sean went down, Russell, most yeah. of the ones that went down were Will Sprukes, who would have been in a lot of teams anyway. Yeah. I've shat the bed and got rid of cheese already because. So did I. I brought in Harry Grant. <laughs> <laughs> did you get Harry Grant? Yes. Same. Oh so, yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's I don't a no need to again, So I'll just go. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang on I'm to that. I'm happy just to go with that. Uh, because yeah, just throw all the toys out of the cot. That's what I'm good at. Uh, <laughs> Unless you like someone that, even like. Tommy, if you had Tommy at the start, you'd probably want to dump him before round three starts because he's going to lose 300, 300 <laughs> 400 grand. Nah, I'm not dumping him. Unless or he comes out and scores 160 next week. But even then, he's still going to lose money come round three. But so. if, he's, if he's your fullback. But if he puts in another 40 points this week, he's going to lose fucking 300 grand straight off the bat. Yeah. But if he's your fullback and you're just not going to think about and it, you're not well, going to trade cool. him for the entire season. Yeah, yeah move well, on. that might be all right. Though you can buy him then, and he might go come good. Him. That's right. Absolutely. So that's that's so half of the comp have been waiting for that to happen, mate. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's give the inaugural Braith each. So the mm. bloke that didn't justify his job this week. Yeah, well, have you got one cow? You probably don't have time to think about this. Ah, oh. have a think about why Barney goes straight to. Well, mine was Sione Katoa from the Sharks. Um, I think it was the worst performance from any outside back for the entire um, <laughs> the entire weekend, to be honest. I don't like the fact cool. of Braith because he's definitely a first grader and does deserve a job, but on <laughs> the back of this performance, he doesn't deserve a job. Um, he did have 14 runs, but it only came to 90-something metres, a tackle bus. Made three tackles, missed two, and two horrible errors were basically dropping balls that were hitting him on the chest where it could have been a complete swing for the Sharks to um, get down the other end of the field and you know be in good attacking position. He was um, well below what he can produce, it, and, yeah, he gets my break this week. You got one, Gump? I've got two. The bunker, <laughs> that's it. And please... <laughs> Please, Trent Barrett. No, Corey Waddell. Come <laughs> <laughs> My Corey Waddell. God, like, <laughs> wow! If the surely there's another back row in the club other than him. I know Pangai was out, and Corey he shouldn't get a bench spot. I wouldn't have him in Reggie's. Like <laughs> have him on the bench. <laughs> like, he's terrible. If the ball even goes to his side of the field, I cringe and say, cut him out or do something. I, he's up there with Cohen S and drink water in, in my eyes now. Corey Waddell, I don't know. You, I'll get a sound effect for oh, next week. Please. Uh, I'm going to give another Bulldogs player it, uh, but it will be Jake Avarillo. Thank you. Only in that he's not... I think he's a first-grade football, but he's not a first-grade halfback. Okay, yeah. And uh, it shows, and Agreed. Burton does need a hand, so uh, not sure where he quite fits, but he, it's not at seven. So you got one, Cal? Yeah, I do. A big one. Lachlan Croker. He stunk on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, he, he, is, he is awful. <laughs> he I, last he year, he, like, he can't even pick the ball when it's rolling to him off the play of the ball. He actually can't even pick the ball up. He's that much of a spastic. <laughs> he cannot pass. He is just He is awful, honestly. I don't know. I don't know what else. Like he is just terrible. Your slap of the week. I will. I'll give it to the officials because uh, actually, I'll give it to the judiciary for how these cannonballs aren't being policed. Uh, so that's my slap. I'm too lazy to press sound effects. Some yawns. Barney. Oh, mine's absolutely cannonball. It needs to be removed from the game uh, immediately. And by giving blokes a thousand dollar fine, is not going to get it out of the game. And um, we'll go with Jesse Ramian, another Sharks player. <laughs> just the, <laughs> the amount of errors, missed tackles, and just, you know, just makes way too many mistakes for a first-grade footballer. So I think he needs a slap, wake up to himself, be better. 
Got anything for us, Cal? Yeah, Jimmy the Jet. <laughs> Jimmy okay. Roberts, he is he is he's in a pain territory. in my backside, honestly. Like, I can't do any more get Tigers games where he's at centre. I'd he might get the brace next week. If Kepahawa comes back and they're on the same side and there's Tommy Talao oh, and oh well, my god, I don't even. Can we just get through this week, please? Can I don't even know what. Come on. I don't even know. I don't want to think about the future. Anymore. Oh no, yeah, Jimmy the Jet. His flick passes. I'm sick of him. I'm giving a slap, Jason Saab. Have a go. <laughs> Have a go. Like you're getting paid good money. Run with a bit of. Gusto, yeah. son. Like, <laughs> you're only, you're only fa- Saab needs to take this bit of advice. So I know you listen, Sabi. <laughs> <laughs> you're only fast if you run past people. <laughs> if you're running into them, you're not fast. You're only fast when there's no one in front yeah. of you. So you've got to have a go. It's not like he's tiny either. No. You can drop your shoulder, like, mate, and have a crack. Like, Saab, I'd probably tackle you, and I'm 50 years old. <laughs> And if you're in front of me, I'd probably that's get older. Smoke, and that's yeah. not saying too much. So, Sabi, slap. <laughs> you got a salute? You may as well lead off. Salute. Oh, gee whiz. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to salute Isaiah Yo. Okay. I, just masterful performance from Isaiah Yo without Nathan Cleary. Um, and probably another salute to Jerome Hughes. I think those two players on Absolutely. the weekend single-handedly... Um, made the difference for their sides. I'm going to salute, I uh, figured if everyone would snaffle up the obvious one, so I'm going to go with uh, Isaac Tago. Uh, own that centre position, he's going to be a star, so absolutely uh, great start. Yeah, well, I've lost the obvious as well, so <laughs> I'm going to go with Mika Ravalawa. Um, I thought he was super strong. I mentioned in the pre- uh, preview of the game, a review of the game, how everything that he did, he had to work for his three tries, and he did it tremendously. thought it was a great performance. Yeah, I loved, um, obviously, the big puppy Haas. How can you not love him? 71 oh, or two minutes. Yeah. He was he was instrumental. Big super coach points as well. But, yeah, what a what a beast he is. He's just a machine. Absolute machine. Good stuff. Good stuff, boys. That's our review show for this week. Jump on our socials and uh, give us a like and a follow and all that good stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, stay tuned. We've got some exciting announcements, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks once that's finalised. Good debut, Cal. Thank you. Well done. Good work coming off the bench here. And we'll be back uh, very soon with our preview show. Catch you guys soon.